Okay, well, Serena, thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. Um, I think, I was just thinking on the way over here, like, this podcast is such a blessing because we get to share little, like, two-minute updates on the, about the church, but then we also get to share longer stories of God's faithfulness, like we were just talking about, of seeing Him move in our lives, and I think it's a huge encouragement to the church, so be encouraged that being here is an encouragement to the church, so thank you. Of course. No problem. Um, all right, so tell me first about the first time you came to Village. Sure. Um, oh boy. Uh, a few years ago, there was a local wildfire um, that impacted Irvine and some of the neighboring cities like Tustin and Lake Forest. Uh, I was living with my mom at the time and her community was one of the communities that had to be man mandatory evacuation status situation. So, um, quickly packed some things for my dog and, um, yeah, my dog is essential. Very important. (laughs) We had maybe a month worth of supply for him and nothing for us, uh, naturally. Um, but yeah, so mom, myself and my dog, we, uh, we were looking for a place, um, to kind of stay put and, and to go and we didn't know where to go. So we looked up, uh, the... Uh, city of Irvine website and they had opened a bunch of community centers for um, the people of Irvine to stay at but they were quickly filling up and every time we went to a place they said it was full we go to a second place and have filled up so um, at one point we thought about just driving down to San Diego and just kind of wave it out there um, but something in us said, let's refresh the web page one more time. Um, and when we did, the uh, Village Church popped up and said they were going to be open in 15 minutes. And uh, so my mom and I decided, let's just try them out. Let's try them out, and if they're full, then we'll go to San Diego. Uh, and, uh, and then we drove all the way here. Um, and immediately, immediately was welcomed with open arms and not only to us, but my dog. And they, we weren't sure if they were allowing pets, but they, they were. And um, Okay, so you show up at Village with your mom and with your dog. Yeah. A month's worth of food for your dog. Yeah. for yourself. <laughs> so you ended up spending the night, right? The uh, we didn't. Okay. We ended up driving to Anaheim spending night there but I know a lot of people did spend the night and we um, I remember hearing stories about how village provided for them and somehow was able to get a whole bunch of air mattresses for everyone and blankets for everyone and yeah so what stuck out to you about that first time you were a village and you ended up getting kind of connected through that initial time there right what was that like yeah um so i remember pastor matt coming over um i think it was probably the second day and just kind of asking us hey how are things going um everything okay can we do more for you guys and uh he nonchalantly said hey we uh i know a lot of churches are closed during this time pandemic 
but we're still open and uh, we're having outdoor services and we uh, if you have nothing going on please come check us out um, and uh, and I did and but what was running through my head at that time was um, I was blown away by the hospitality and I've never seen anything or place that offered such just such kindness and you can just feel it yeah I can feel it and I felt it my mom felt it my dog definitely felt it um, and it's just I mean even now I still hear stories about so-and-so contributed that day in this way and some of my really close friends now have just showed up and donated this or donated that mm-hmm. um, that day and so just so grateful but yeah so uh, what was going through my head was I just want to come back and say thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was that was it. And so when Pastor Matt said, please come and check us out, I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. But just to say thank you and not to stay. Um, and uh, I came and it was a, on a particular Sunday. And I still remember uh, the sermon that Sunday was on how to be a politically correct Christian. Mm. And uh, uh, Pastor Matt saw me, and we kind of made eye contact. Um, and uh, he came after and said, please just know this is not our normal agenda. <laughs> it just so happens. Um, please come back another Sunday. We're doing, I forgot what book. Uh, we're doing the book of so-and-so, please come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just smiled and said, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Don't worry. I'm not frightened or I'm not scared away. I'll come back. I'll come back a second time. Mm-hmm. And and I did. I came back a second time. And um, one of my really good friends now, um, at that time, she was a complete stranger. She pulled up a chair next to me. This is Maggie. This is Amy. Amy. Yeah. This is Amy. And... Uh, and I, I remember asking her sometime much later, and I asked, I would ask her, why, why did you pull up a chair next to me? Um, because I was sitting by myself, and she pulled on next to me and just started a conversation with me. Mm. And next thing I know, she uh, invited me to community group. And after that, I started going to community group, and next that, I met Maggie, and everything else just happened. Wow. So, what was Amy's response when, when you asked her, "Why are you coming up and putting a, a chair next to me?" I think her response was, "You look new," <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, if you remember our church, um, gosh, during the pandemic, there weren't a lot of people um, continuing coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was, like, actively, physically coming. I, I know there was a huge, um, huge audience viewing online, right? We started putting it online. But um, the physically coming group weren't, weren't that large. And, and so, and I think I, w- I made it kind of obvious, perhaps, with my body language and my facial expression. That was very, very new. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, our church is not that big to begin with. So you can kind of spot the newcomers. I think that was what what happened. And mm-hmm. so she said, yeah, you, 
you look like it's your first time and you're new. So she pulled up a chair next to me and um, and I think she just just wanted to make sure that I was I was feeling welcomed. Yeah. That's incredible. So then Amy takes you to community group. Yeah. And you met a ton of people. I know that Maggie had a like a, a, a unique part in in terms of coming to faith. Yeah. What was that all like? Gosh, it just thinking back, God definitely put the right people at the right time, and uh, it's almost like as if He handed the baton to Amy, and then Amy handed the baton to Maggie. Um, uh, showed up community group and uh, this is how you know you know this because we're in the same community group now um, I show up early which is not normal for, <laughs> for our community group um, on top of that I ring the doorbell which is also not normal right because <laughs> yeah two things never no happen. Mm -mm. Yeah. we just walk through the door like 30 minutes later yes yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I show up early and I ring the doorbell. Um, and so it was just me and this beautiful home and Maggie and Curtis welcoming. And um, we were able to kind of just have a little bit of chit chat and get to know each other a little bit before the rest of the people came. Mm. And um, Maggie, ever since that first time, oh gosh, she's so wonderful. Uh, you know this uh, about Maggie. She's very persistent. She's a persistent gal. Once she has a goal, once she has a mission in her mind, she's, uh, she's yeah, she's focused. And uh, dare I say she, she, she kind of pursued me. Like she, she was persistent in making sure that um, um, I know what community group is all about. Mm -hmm. And I know what uh, the mission of a church is all about and most importantly she was very persistent that I I know who God is yeah and who Jesus is and um, so it's just months and months of following up with me um, various forms and um, but also inviting me to the life of this church and the, and her family life and let me see for myself um, what a Christian life should look like. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like I heard that you guys went through First John, was it? Maybe? Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. Yes. Did you guys go through scripture together? Or? We did. Okay. We did. And so uh, naturally I had questions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> naturally I did. And um, and I wasn't shy about asking questions to a lot of people. Mm. Um, and so what Maggie would do each time was go through, through scripture and answer me through scripture. Mm. Um, and yeah. And I'm pretty sure First John was yeah. one of the many many passages we yeah when was the moment that you look back as the moment where you're like yep that's when i i surrendered my life to christ that's when i, I put my faith in christ oh i remember that day well <clears throat> so uh it was on a particular sunday 
and um, and we were still doing service outside. And for some reason, and I, and I think Maggie just knew I was so close, but it was just something was holding me back. So she invited me to brunch. So she had this idea, let's go to brunch. Let's go to brunch before church. Like, yeah, great. So uh, we're to um, this brunch place near, near here. And she you know, just small talk, asking me questions and giving me all training to ask questions back. And, and then she asked me this, this question. Uh, she asked me, if Jesus were to join us for brunch right now, he just pulled up her chair and, uh, and asked you, come with me, would you go? I had to think about it for a second and, and be very vulnerable and very truthful to Maggie. And I said, no, I don't think I can go. And she asked me, why not? And I said, I don't think I deserve. I don't think I deserve to go with him. There's just, if he knew my backstory, if he knew how I did life back then, I, I, I don't think I can confidently hold his hand and go with him. And that's when I think Maggie realized that I had this notion in my head that I had to be a certain level of Christian to be worthy. Um, and that was the thing that was holding me back. And when Maggie was able to reveal to me that how backward thinking I uh, at the time and clarified a lot of that for me, um, that was, I think, the moment where I, I, could, I could feel this heaviness off my shoulder um, and realize, oh, so I, I don't have to know the Bible in and out. I don't have, a, you know, I have to get a certain grade in theology, da-da-da, to, to quote, quote, qualify to, to walk with Jesus. Um, to be accepted into his kingdom, um, to call myself a Christian. In fact, it's, I'm always going to be broken. And, um, and so after that, we uh, went back to, um, we're back in the car. And she says, let's pray together. Let's pray together. And as, we were praying and she encouraged me to also pray and just to say whatever that's on my mind, say whatever's on my heart. And as I was praying, the tears started flowing and, and I just thought to myself, why not? Just let it go. Just let it go. You've done this road your way for so, so many years. And look where it's gotten you, nowhere. Um, just let Jesus direct your life from now on. Yeah, and as soon as I start thinking that, it's, it's, it's almost I can feel my body loosening up. Um, I was obviously ugly crying through all this, but it was just almost like a relief. Yeah. A relief and acceptance and and this 
and this, um, oh gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? The assurance that I won't be alone in this, mm -hmm. regardless of what the future will look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from this point on. Yeah. I'm reminded of that passage where Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and for my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And like, that seems like just such a central passage in terms of that moment where you realize you like surrendered, you let go, and then you just felt like, oh, I can like breathe again. Yeah, it really was that as, as I was talking to him, as, as we were praying. Wow. So then you ended up going to church that morning. Oh gosh, no, we missed the whole service. No way. Oh, yeah, we just, yeah, we missed the whole service. And, oh, I, I, and I remember turning to Maggie, I was like, oh my gosh, Pastor Matt's gonna, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> and she goes, I don't think so. Just, I promise you. And because uh, she at that point asked me, you accept, you accept God. And I was like, I do. I don't, I don't want to ever go back to how it was. And she's like, this is, this is such good news. Don't worry about it. He wouldn't care if you miss his service. We got to go, but we got to tell him. Um, so so we went, we, we told him he was in tears. I was in tears wow. and there was just some other people and yeah. Wow. And then you ended up getting baptized later on. And a month later I got baptized. Wow. What, I mean, what was that like getting baptized at the church that welcomed you in and that you came yeah. to Yeah. It, um... I didn't feel, I didn't feel alone. Yeah, I didn't feel alone. I mean, I, I remember just looking out into the audience and gosh, I feel like I, I, I know like 60% of the people there. And um, and it, it is, just, it's, it feel, I feel peace. Mm. Yeah. And, and um, almost like a, Let's just do it. Let's let's just do yeah. this. Kind of kind of attitude, kind of feeling. Um, yeah. So these next couple of weeks, we're we're starting a series in Jonah, with a specific emphasis on God's heart for the hardest people, and seeing that God's heart for the hardest people is actually one of mercy, and and we see that when when the Lord calls Jonah to go preach to the Ninevites, like this, this hardened people, right? Um, and then they end up coming to faith. And um, there's just a big emphasis for our church in these few weeks of evangelism and being obedient to what the Lord's called us to. And you've already touched on like a bunch of these things already, but just to kind of recap, like as you look back on, on your story and how the Lord has like brought you to faith, um, what are a couple things maybe in like, that you see in Amy or Matt or Maggie that um, that helped you come to faith? Like whether that was like hospitality or just like returning to the scriptures, especially as a church, as we're thinking about like, okay, how do we now go out and proclaim the good news with boldness? Like what was it in your story that was like helpful for the people of God to be committed to? Pull up a chair next to a stranger. <laughs> Something yeah. simple as that. Mm. Um, but I was reminded by multiple people, not just people in our community group, 
um, I almost challenged. I remember before, for, for a long time, I, I challenged this church. Um, I would strategically ask different people just to see if I would get the same answer. And I did. <laughs> I did. Um, uh, but multiple times people have assured me that my questions and my curiosity and my just follow-up questions to my questions are, are all very normal. And, um, and someone at some point has asked the same question and has had the same doubt. Um, and it's good. It's good to be curious and it's good to ask these questions. Um, that motivated me. That motivated me because it, it's almost like, hey, we have nothing to hide. This is the truth, right? This is the truth and we have nothing to hide and feel free to ask. Yeah, feel free to wrestle with this. This is okay. Um, persistence. Uh, there's a lot of people like me who may just need three or four times, five, six times, gosh, 10 times, um, follow up on, um, especially coming into a community we don't, we don't really, we don't know and, or a lot of people have been hurt by religion, um, before. And so, um, yeah, gosh, maybe even 10 times is not enough, but, um, what else? Gosh, I don't know if this is a good advice, but joining multiple commanding groups. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna edit this part out. Um, but somehow it worked it, it, in a sense that um, you, you just observe. I was able to observe people in every stage of life, um, whether they are in retirement, whether they are new couple, um, single, um, also only been walking with the Lord for a few months to someone who's grew up in a church, just observing. And as you observe more, you just, you get a, bigger I guess yeah you get a bit of a sample of, of what it's what's all about and um, so you don't take one particular case and make an assumption based on one one scenario mm -hmm. so that was really that was really helpful um, not to mention expanding your community yeah mm -hmm. and just making friends and it's hard to make friends as adults as is right um, Having come to faith, what's, as you kind of bird's eye view on your life, what's one or two of the biggest areas that you feel like your life has changed since knowing Jesus? Oh boy. I would say one of them is purpose. Mm, I definitely grew up in... Uh, in an environment that 
purpose was very short-sighted. It's the getting straight A's. It's the getting into that Ivy League school. That's your purpose. It's the getting that golden internship with that perfect full-time job and that beautiful salary and um, and then for women is to be married at a certain time and then kids and the perfect house and the perfect zip code and uh, you're encouraged and and then it, it becomes really unhealthy and and then so each time you hit that you're always striving then for the next thing so what's next what's next what's next and and then and then say you hit all of them then what's next and then and then one day you wake up and you find that it's your life is actually empty all along and there weren't really real purposes so now is different so walking with the Lord our purpose is not short-sighted at all mm -hmm. and it's eternal and you wake up each day knowing that what you bring to this world is much more than what the world can give you right you're you're asking yourself how can this person see the grace of god through you yeah right and how can i be a positive influence on this person how can so and so get to know the gospel and it is it's just more than yourself um so that's one uh and i would say if i had to name a second one quality yeah um, every so often I when I'm reading through the Bible every so often I'm reminded that it's much more important to live out your life well and I love how the scripture paints what well looks like and it really is very beautiful um, and not live this life fast right and be able to accumulate um, a bucket list of things as fast as you can faster than the person next to you or your neighbor or your cousin or brothers or blah blah, blah. so now my life is yeah it's just, it's just how I can manage i suppose or steward um every aspect of my life the best that i can knowing taking nothing for granted and also knowing at the end of the day none of this is mine anyway yeah that's so good well serena thanks for sharing your story yeah it's clear to see how the god's been faithful to you and yes. how he's given you purpose and so good. new life in him and yeah, seriously, thanks for coming to share. Sure. Thank you for having me. This you was got fun. It. This is super <laughs> fun.